and welcome to mini episode 213 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from September the 23rd, 2022. And story number one comes from Sarah. I'm originally from Southeast Texas and interestingly have no spooky stories from growing up there. I've moved apartments several times, all in Casper, Wyoming, since moving to Casper, Wyoming in 2013. I originally lived with my parents with no scary stuff whatsoever. I moved into my first apartment in about 2015 or 2016. I had a roommate, so no spooky happenings there. In my second apartment, from 2016 to 2017, I started having sleep paralysis dreams and seeing things out of the corner of my eye. In my third apartment, from 2017 to 2019, I continued having sleep paralysis dreams, but then I also started seeing shadow people. Now, to be fair, I was always tired when I saw them, but they were so realistic. I work nights. Just about all these stories, I worked 7.30pm to 3.30am, so I sleep when the sun is up, so they weren't shadows playing tricks on me either. In the second apartment, one day while tossing and turning, I opened my eyes and the sun was beaming through my bedroom window. I turned over away from the window and got more comfortable. As I did so, I looked in my hallway and there was a misty shadow person. I could never tell the gender of my shadow people. It was around my height, so five foot seven, and had black holes for eyes, but its head shape wasn't super defined. It had a cartoon shape about it, so it wasn't scary looking. It also had a gaping black hole for a mouth, two sagging arms with no hands, just nubs, and some legs that I couldn't see too well lying down in bed. It was bizarre. There was a shadow person that scared me though. One day, still in my second apartment, I was fast asleep. I was suddenly awoken because I felt my bed sink in behind me. I cracked my eyes open, terrified, and saw a taller shadow figure. It was a little more defined and its arm was reaching behind me resting on my bed, so it was peering over me and it scared the shit out of me. So I closed my eyes tight, pulled the covers over my head and tried so hard to fall back asleep. I succeeded, thank goodness. I had a few other times in that apartment where I felt a pressure like someone was touching me, most noticeably on my back. I was always in bed when it happened though. I would like to take a moment to note that these were year-old apartments, so no one died in there or anything. Now, at the end of 2019, I moved back in with my parents for three months. They had moved, so this was a different house than when we first moved to Casper. While I was there, I had a general uneasy feeling in the wee hours of the night, like between 3am, I know, the witching hour, and sunrise. I don't remember anything too crazy happening. I didn't see shadow people or have sleep paralysis dreams the only time since living in apartments that I haven't had them. My TV turned on by itself one night, making it hard for me to go to sleep, which it never had done previously and never has done since. I had string lights in my room and they would flicker occasionally in those hours. What freaked me out the most though was a little fan I had. I had this little fan sitting on my bookshelf and it would move by itself. Even if I had it on low, it would move. I don't think it was the force from the fan blowing moving it because the fan was moving forward and it was not shaking or rattling or anything. No matter what setting I had it on, it would move forward or sideways until it fell off my shelf. And it only did this between 3am and sunrise. No other time when the fan was running did it move, so it gave me the heebie-jeebies. Now for my current apartment. 
February 2020, I moved out on my own again. I was on the second floor of a two-story duplex. I was still working 7.30pm to 3.30am. Somehow, I had accidentally changed my sleep schedule to where I fell asleep as soon as I got home. In other words, I was falling asleep between 3.30 and 4am. I wasn't always tired though. That's just when I went to sleep. As soon as I moved in, every time I tried to go to bed, it sounded like one or two people were walking around in my apartment. Seriously, my floors were legitimately creaking. Every night, I would get out of bed and check my front door to make sure it was locked and that no one was in there. And every night, it was locked. It just sounded like these people were pacing in my little hallway and my kitchen. It was making me so nervous that I couldn't sleep. While this was going on, I also started to smell things when I was trying to sleep. Like I'd hear the pacing and would smell either fresh laundry softener, cigars or flowers and perfume. At this point, I had started learning about witchcraft, so I cleansed my apartment and I haven't heard a sound since. Now I would like to share my scariest sleep paralysis dream. As a side note, with the witchcraft stuff, a friend of mine made me a protection sachet to put under my pillow and I stopped having sleep paralysis dreams. I don't know why, but we're not friends anymore. She just stopped talking to me one day about a year ago and unfortunately, I've officially had my first sleep paralysis dream since she gave me the sachet so I probably need to make a new one. That being said, this is the sleep paralysis dream that scared me the most. For context, I have a niece named Ava, who was three years old at the time of the dream. To set the scene, there is a queen-sized bed that is in the middle of my grandmother's living room. The red carpet was there, the fireplace in the corner was there, but not everything was quite right. Me and Ava were taking a nap in the queen bed when suddenly I woke up. I saw that Ava was awake and playing around in the covers. I looked over her to the left side of the bed and on the floor slumped up against the bookshelves is what I called in my dream a demon. It was a woman and she was absolutely gorgeous. She had blonde hair, blue eyes and she almost looked like Lady Gaga. She was wearing a white suit with a white pencil skirt and some white pumps. I went to look at Ava and suddenly she was gone. I looked to the right of the bed and she wasn't there. I looked back to the left and the woman had changed. She no longer had beautiful blonde hair or blue eyes. Atop the white ensemble was a shrunken head. It looked burnt and shriveled up. She had big eyes for such a tiny head though, but now there were black eyes. I suddenly couldn't move. I made eye contact with the shrunken head and held her gaze as I tried to move my upper body. It was such a fight, but I was finally able to move my left arm enough to drag myself to the left side of the bed. As I did so, my demon slowly slunk across the floor, moving towards the twin bed frame. I hurriedly threw my top half off of the bed somehow, still only being able to use my left arm. My head was now on the floor and I was staring at the demon's feet. I got an inch of movement in my right arm. I dragged myself off the bed completely, still unable to move my lower half. I dragged myself to the twin bed frame lay my head on it so that me and the demon were face to face. I started screaming at it to give me back Ava. Where is Ava? It didn't respond. I heard a noise and it was a little boy saying, Mama? I turned to my right and saw a gluing blue portal, somewhat covered by the queen bed. And I hear it again. Mama? And again and again. I started screaming at the little boy that I still couldn't see. Where is Ava? Give me Ava. Slowly from around the corner of the bed, between the bed and the portal, a little hand slid across the floor. 
then a little head just barely peeked around the corner so I couldn't see his full face. It looked like the little boy from the grudge, which I haven't seen in years. I was still screaming at him to give me Ava, still unable to move my lower half. The demon was still staring at me from my left side. The little boy was glaring at me when suddenly I woke up. Writing this out doesn't sound as scary as it was to actually be in the dream. While I was asleep inside the dream, my dream self just knew that the lady was a demon, so that's why I started using that term. My last sleep paralysis dream was a cycle of me being awake in my exact apartment, not being able to move, fighting to gain movement in my body little by little and being attacked by two cats. So not that bad. It still makes me scared to sleep though. I cannot express how real the feeling of not being able to move is. It's almost suffocating to me. Oh, Sarah, that sounds horrendous. I don't know how people manage with seeing shadow people on the reg, you know? I, I had my first experience of sleep paralysis recently. It was not pleasant, but I knew it was sleep paralysis. So I was like, okay, we're just we're just going to move on from that. And just when you said about like the shadow person, the shadow figure sort of leaning over you in the bed. And the reason that you woke up is because you felt the bed sag behind you where like the imprint of somebody's hand was. And you wake up and it's a shadow person looking over you. Oh, no. It just sounds terrifying and it's like, you know, it's like we always talk about on this podcast. What do they want? What do they want? What is with this voyeuristic behavior in shadow people? A lot of standing around and staring at people. And I do think that anything anything that happens between 3am and sunrise is just inherently spooky. Like if you check the time and it's <laughs> coming up to 3am, you're just like, oh no, bad things only happen at this time. And that sleep paralysis dream with demon Lady Gaga sounds absolutely horrendous. Isn't it funny that in your dreams, you you just know things? Like, you know when you dream about somebody and it doesn't look like that person in the dream, but you just inherently know it's that person? I don't know if that happens to other people. I, I presume that's like a universal thing where you'll see a person in your dream, they look nothing like anybody you've ever met before, but you know inherently that it's somebody that you know. It's such a weird weird thing that happens in the dream world and that dream sounds pretty horrendous what was with a little boy calling out for his mama little grudge boy Toshio I believe his name is what was what was going on there why was Lady Gaga in your dream why was demon Lady Gaga with the shrunken head in your dream I don't know and story number two comes from Arlene Nearly 25 years ago I was 21 and my friend and I were driving on the A75 in Scotland between Annan and Dumfries. I was giving her a lift home. It was about 9pm, dusk and we had just been to our first visit to a clairvoyant. Whether that's related, who knows. My friend was cool afterwards and seemed to take it in her stride, whereas me, I'd always been interested in all things ghostly, witchcraft, occult, horror movies etc. I was pretty freaked out at some of the really detailed specific things the clairvoyant had told me. And for me, it proved she was absolutely real. We were just approaching a brow of a hill where the road then had upcoming corners, so I had slowed right down to about 30. And I could see coming up on the roadside standing on the grass verge was a man. And as my lights revealed him more, he looked like he was a light sepia photograph sort of muted colour. When he slowly turned around, I could see he was dressed in what looked like old-fashioned gamekeeper-type clothing. He had an overcoat on top and a bonnet, which is a Scottish word for an old-fashioned cap. And as he slowly turned around, he also revealed a completely smooth face. No eyes, nose or mouth, not one 
feature. I can still see it clearly in my mind all these years later. I thought, right, did I really just see that? Is it just because I'm wired after the visit to the clairvoyant? I glanced at my friend. Her face hadn't changed, so I said nothing and drove us home. I reasoned with myself, it must have been just a man and the car lights caused an illusion or something. It's not uncommon for people to be out on country roads in rural areas, even in the dark. A farmer, perhaps, had to see something in the field. Someone, maybe, had just got dropped off as there was a road end to some houses nearby. The next week we met for lunch, so I asked her, When we were driving home last week, did you see what I saw? And she said coolly, Yeah, the man with no face. Like it was the most normal thing in the world. What is wrong with this girl? Oh my god, yes, I said. Then we obviously discussed it and decided it must have been a ghost, surely. A while later in the local paper, by pure freaky coincidence, there was a double-page middle spread all about the various ghosts of the A75 local people and lorry drivers kept seeing, including a man with no eyes. I shit you not, I still get shivers down my spine when I think about him. Arlene, I've gotten shivers down my spine with this story. And I get your initial thought of like, all right, I've just been to see a clairvoyant, I'm wired to the moon, and maybe I was just seeing things, or maybe I saw an actual man and I wasn't, you know, paying enough attention. Totally get it, totally get it. That's where your brain would go and you'd be thinking, okay, that's what's happened. It's not anything more than that. But then your friend the next week to be like, oh yeah, there was a man with no face. Uh, sorry, why did she not react at the time? <laughs> why was she just like deadpan? Although in saying that, I know that I would be exactly the same. I would be completely deadpan and I wouldn't make any... I wouldn't make any movement or wouldn't make any sound to suggest that I had seen something freaky and then I would muse over it for the rest of my life and be constantly afraid every time I went to bed. I don't understand what it is about these ghosts that have no face. I know I've spoken about it before. Why no features? What does that mean? Is it something to do with the way in which you died? Is it something to do with how you present in the afterlife? Like I just don't get it and I would be freaked the fuck out if I saw a fucking article in the newspaper about it a couple of weeks later but I'd also feel kind of validated too thank you so much for listening to today's episode thank you to Sarah and Darlene for sending in your stories remember the last story came from the 23rd of September 2022 if you would like to send in your story you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com you can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com and if you are desperate for extra content you can sign up to Patreon that is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note I shall see you next time.